in business, relationships matter. We all know this, right? If you want to get a job, who you know matters. You want to build a partnership, who you know matters. But if this is the case, why is there no great software to manage this whole process? Well, there is as of now. It's called PrimeFlow. PrimeFlow helps you build a relationship-driven business and even allows you to build a whole agency around your network. With PrimeFlow, you're able to connect multiple parties like clients and partners. You're able to organize high-quality prospects at scale who could potentially be business partners in the future and once people do business with each other that you've connected you can then get your fee through PrimeFlow. in a world dominated by excel and old crms products like PrimeFlow are a godsend so thank you so much PrimeFlow, for sponsoring this episode of forward thinking founders if you want to build a relationship driven business and build an agency around your network you need PrimeFlow. go to primeflow.com or just email me matt at mattsherman.com or dm me on twitter if you want to skip the wait list and get access immediately that's primeflow.com or email me at matt at mattsherman.com or dm me on twitter primeflow.com build a relationship driven business All right, let's get into the episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Garrett Makura, who's the co-founder of Pipe Dream. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm looking forward to learning more about Pipe Dream. Also, incredible company name. I definitely will ask you how you came <laughs> up with it later. But for people that don't know what Pipe Dream is, they haven't heard of you or haven't heard of it, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, we're an underground logistics company. Um, so we manufacture and install, uh, systems for underground logistics. So usually I ask about, you know, at this point, like, how does it work? How do you do this? How do you do this? But like, I, I, I need to start with like the, the, the why and the origin of the story mm-hmm. here. Like, why yeah. did you decide to get into this, this market? I guess, what's the origin story of pipe chain? Then we can dive super deep into what it is, who uses it, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, three years ago, I was uh, consulting uh, in R&D at a prosthetics company, just part-time. Um, and I uh, went full-time there um, because we were pivoting, uh, moving from uh, products to services. And um, uh, they needed me to come on full-time uh, to run BizDev. And so I kind of shut all my other things down um, and went full time for two years. And I said, okay, when I come out uh, of uh, doing this two years later, I want to be working on um, the, the big project that I want to be working on. What's the, what's the, mo- the biggest, most important thing um, that I could be working on for the next decade? 
Uh, so I kind of incubated myself a little bit. It gave myself some time for research. Um, and honestly, it was a pretty easy question to answer for myself. Uh, the thing that I've been most obsessed with and thing that I think about a lot um, is, is kind of this thing that I, I call hyper-logistics. Um, and it's this idea of logistics getting so fast um, uh, and so frictionless um, that it's basically teleportation. Uh, so I kind of define it as 30-second um, uh, delivery times and then also the ability to um, quote-unquote upload back into uh, the network in a really frictionless way. Um, so almost like internet of things. Um, so that's really where it started. So I spent two years just researching like, okay, I, hyper logistics is coming. Um, what's being worked on? What do we need? Uh, what's the biggest hole that I can fill uh, right now? And eventually we backed ourselves into um, the biggest uh, necessary technology that it's not being uh, worked on right now is underground logistics. Um, you know, we didn't set out to with a technology and looking for a problem to solve. We really started with the problem and worked ourselves into the technology. Um, and underground logistics, uh, just to go into it a little bit, um, uh, we looked at a lot of technologies, uh, but th there were none that were able to handle the speed and the scale and the reliability um, needed to handle uh, you know, the world of hyper-logistics, um, underground is really necessary uh, to make that happen. So in regards to under, just underground just blows my mind. Like, so, yeah. you know, I, I don't even understand all the above ground and you're, you're talking about underground. So yeah. tell me, so I guess to, to start, what are you, what is the product? Is the product software to better understand like tunnels? Are you digging tunnels? Can you kind of give me, you know, the dummy, dummy answer for someone that doesn't know much about this market? What specifically you're building for someone that doesn't understand underground logistics? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're building out um, the, the whole system um, for underground logistics. So uh, the, the system is really um, just two parts. Uh, you have the pipe and the pods. Um, and we're, why, why we chose this uh, system is, is the pipe is, is dumb. Um, it, it's as dumb as possible. It doesn't move. It doesn't require maintenance. It doesn't require, um, and the cost is, is really, really low. So it's just, uh, what we're using right now is just sewage pipe. Um, it's easily available. There's already uh, a lot of production of it. Um, and then all the technology is in the pods themselves. Um, uh, so all of the intelligence and all of the speed and all of the power uh, comes from the pods. Um, so that that combination um, is, is what we produce. And can you break down for me what is like what is the pod doing? What where is the pod in relation to the pipe? I guess um, a little deeper into kind of how it works for someone that doesn't understand underground logistics super well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, what you're asking is like, uh, may maybe to step back a little bit, like maybe what's the point and how it's used? Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'll start with like a really basic version of what it is. Um, so these are just high speed uh, pods. So think of them as little circular cars um, and they're self-navigating uh, through a network of tubes um, at 150 to 200 miles an hour. Um, and uh, they're going uh, from node to node, um, delivering uh, uh, parcels and packages. Um, so uh, our, our first product um, is called the Loop, 
And, and so what we want to be able to do um, is go into a city, um, inner city uh, delivery is exploding. Um, there's all sorts of really interesting options from Starship uh, robotics um, to drone delivery, to automated car delivery, to uh, human car delivery. Um, it, it's all really cool, uh, but we want to be able to supercharge that. And instead of having um, inner city delivery have to be one vehicle going all the way from um, the point A to point B, um, it'll be going from point A to a node on our network. Uh, we'll go the high speed underground route to another node um, where another delivery vehicle will take it it's, uh, to its final destination. So this is blowing my mind pretty much. Like this is <laughs> like the fact that like people, you can just decide one day, oh, I want to build this and you're, you're building it. So is this right now primarily for commercial transportation, like transporting things, or does this also transport people too? No, no, only things. Um, small to medium packages. Uh, and, and that's that's all it'll ever be. And help me understand, just on like a very basic level, do these tunnel like if you're if you're underground, like the tunnels either need to be have already been there or to be to be digged or to be created. Are you creating the tunnels, or is there already a network of tunnels that you're kind of tapping in to 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 kind of facilitate the transportation? Yeah, um, no, these, these tunnels don't exist. I mean, there, there are sections um, that we could probably repurpose for, but for the um, vast majority of the network, um, it's going to be brand new. So how do you like, I guess I want to take a step back. You know, this yeah. is a huge, this is something huge, right? Like this is something where if you, if you, you know, if you build it and it works and you're, you know, one of the best in the market, this is like a billion, this is a huge company, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's the whole point of venture scale companies, right? Right. How do you even think about approaching, like, let me just start, like your day to day, what does your day to day look like as you're building pipe dream? Like, are you figuring out where you want to build tunnels? Is it figuring out hardware? Is it like, like, I can't even, I, I'm trying to wrap my brain about a day in the life of you. So share like, What's a day in the life of you and what are you spending your time on? Yeah, um, so I, I think I, this is going to be the longest answer to a really simple question. But I, I think it's important to like, um, we have a very specific uh, thought process when it comes to building Pipe Dream. Um, I kind of want to look at like uh, the end vision and what, what we envision for Pipe Dream. Um, uh, we, we are just, uh, you know, obsessed with this idea of hyperlogistics and, and just the efficiencies that it brings. And uh, we eventually want everyone to have um, a, a node or an access point um, into PipeDream in, in every home and in every business. Um, and, and just we, we think there are so many cool things that you can do with that. Um, just like um, when the Internet uh, made it to megabit speed. Um, you were able to take all of the files um, on your computer that you're using your own compute power to process and use, and you were able to offload that local storage into the cloud. And we were able to create some really cool companies and some really cool um, uh, technologies off of that, things that we hadn't even considered before. Um, uh, this, in the same way, when you get delivery times, um, kind of that download of objects uh, down to that 30 seconds, and then also introducing the upload uh, of objects, uh, you're able to offload your local storage um, and, and all the tools and consumables uh, that, that you're holding on hand 
just out of convenience, um, you're able to move to this like cloud of things. Um, and so uh, your, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Where was I? Uh, moving to the cloud of things. Um, so yeah, so, so when, when you're able to receive things as, as quickly as you're able to walk to the pantry, um, there's some really cool companies that you can build off of that and some really cool efficiencies that you get. So that's really our North Star is like, we want to make that happen. Um, but how do we get there? That's a really tough problem to solve because um, it takes a lot of network and a lot of network effects uh, to make that efficient. Um, so one, uh, we're really bullish on this technology and so we're spending a lot of time engineering it. Um, and and uh, track going in this weekend and we're gonna start testing the high speed pods um, next weekend. So that's really been a focus. But on the other side, we're also thinking, um, what's the best uh, way to scale this network up over time? And that's where we got to um, the idea of the loop, um, where you're not uh, building out the entire network at once and, and relying on network effects. Um, you're taking advantage of existing delivery infrastructure and just making it better and um, charging delivery companies uh, access um, to, uh, to the loop. Um, makes it a really, uh, really, really strong initial ROI uh, per, per foot of installation. Um, so so that's, that's really uh, kind of balancing the engineering and the business side um, is what we spend a lot of our day-to-day -day time on. I'm curious, on the, um, on the business side, is your customer like on a very broad level, like UPS and FedEx, or is the customer like me? Like, like do I deliver <laughs> things through Pipedream or is it um, someone else, I guess? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it, it kind of changes um, as the network develops, right? Um, kind of like the internet did where it had a very specific, um, the internet had a very specific like research customer at first. Um, and then it, it, it grew uh, to uh, corporations and then it, it became accessible um, by individuals. And we're, we're gonna take uh, kind of the same path. Um, so our, our initial companies are, are really gonna be those inner city uh, delivery companies. Um, you know, the Duffels, the GoPuffs, um, uh, those are uh, kind of micro distribution center uh, companies. Um, Starship, uh, Walmart just launched their delivery drone um, company. So those are going to be uh, our initial customers to start. Um, and then that's going to fund uh, kind of our, our high speed network around the city. And then we'll build branches off of that to individual uh, customers and users um, as they want them. So our, our um, uh, at full scale, our customers will be uh, users and businesses um, who want access to either sending or receiving uh, from Pipedream. Kind of a weird question that I'm like figuring out how to phrase, but I, I, I'm going to give it a yeah. shot. This is one of these companies, it, it almost in some sense, like is such a huge concept that yeah. when you say, when, like when I land on your website, I'm like, wait, what are they, what are they doing? You know, it's yeah. such a big thing. <laughs> I have to ask, do you ever, is that actually ever like an issue for you when communicating what you do to like to investors, to friends, to anyone? I guess, how do you take something so giant um, and, and kind of break it down for like a, you know, someone that isn't used to thinking about underground logistics or the, these kinds of things? Um, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I haven't really found a good way to do it really succinctly. I, I think the best way is, is kind of give people this idea of, um, 
logistics are, are going to get faster and faster and faster and faster. And that's a really good thing. There's some really cool things we can do with that. Um, but how are they going to do it? Um, and then work backwards from that um, and show why this technology is important to bring about that future. Um, so so it, it takes a little bit. And I, I like working backwards um, from the vision um, because like at its core, um, putting things underground doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, it really doesn't, not, not in our current uh, ecosystem. If, if you're just like hearing it right off the bat, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa what's that? Um, so I, I like to like give people a vision of, of what the future of logistics is going to look like and see why it's important to start working towards that right now. And can you actually educate me on why, like, I think there's this dilemma, Elon, it's actually spurred up around Elon Musk, where like people, he, you know, he was doing, you know, stuff underground and like, when he was bringing up Hyperloop stuff and people were like, oh, why not build it in the sky? And he's like, no, like build it in the ground for like various yeah. reasons. Can you, and, but like, I don't, um, I guess I don't know tactically the benefits of underground versus above ground. Can you kind of share what is the, the benefits of building below ground versus above ground? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there, there's a few, and, and I don't see them as exclusive. Um, I, I think there's going to be really, really great drone delivery companies, and they're going to play a really important part um, in logistics, especially in heavier objects and, and bigger objects. Um, drones are perfect. Um, what we what we see as the future of, of uh, you know hyper logistics is that's going to be a lot of volume that people are are using. Um, you know, we, we see you utilizing uh, this network 15, 20, 25 times a day. Um, and uh, drones, just because they don't have 100% uh, uptime, um, they're because uh, they, they have to go back and they have to charge. Um, and because you can't have um, a bunch of them stored uh, around, uh, like you're not going to have six drones on the top of your house ready to go at any time. Um, you, you still lose a little, I'll, I'll, there's still a lot of friction in that system. Um, and uh, the, the other is uh, rotors are still super noisy. Um, and if you're going to have hundreds of drones uh, moving over a city all the time, you're, you're going to almost double uh, traffic noise, um, which gets, that gets in the pretty high decibel range. It's a serious uh, issue. And with underground, could you potentially visualize for me, are you thinking like one tunnel that is just singular? Are you thinking like tunnels that are perpendicular, tunnels that are below, above yeah, each other sure. or below? What do you, um, I, I guess, how do you think about like tunnel construction or tunnel theory or whatever, are you, almost like tunnel portfolio theory for a nerd <laughs> like me to share? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we kind of think of it um, almost exactly like the road system, right? Like, um, uh, the roads were a really uh, interesting way to get around the city, right? Because um, you, you have these smaller roads um, that are, uh, you know, moving towards one central high-speed um, uh, main road. So that's your highway. Um, so you have the one central high-speed, high-volume um, road, and then it branches off as needed. And then all cars self-route and, and move off of it. Um, so we, we think about it almost the exact same way where, um, you have these high-speed uh, pipes uh, and that go move around the city in, in a few loops, um, and then the pods self-route and self-route and branch when they need to. 
um, and move off to the, the, uh, the slower tubes and then move to the final destination. And that's at, that's at full scale. And one of my last questions before um, we kind of go into big picture and, and asks are, um, I don't, what is like the structure of the team to make this happen look like? Like what type of people do you need to have on your team to execute this? Um, what skill sets are needed for the, and you can go general, like just like just, or you can go specific, but how do you, what time, what team do you assemble to make this happen? Um, yeah, for spe specifics, I mean, we're really early, so we're really engineering heavy. Um, all four people are mechanical engineers. Um, I have more of a, a business um, background as well, but um, our, our, a lot of our focus right now is on engineering. And I, I think, especially in these early days, um, the people that we've brought on and the people that we're going to bring on for the next year or two um, need to be people who are just relentlessly resourceful. Um, you know, there's been a lot of speed bumps. And, uh, you know, when, when you're uh, working on a moonshot is really rewarding uh, for a few weeks, and, and then you get in these like self-doubt cycles, um, where it, it seems really hard and the problem seems really big. Um, but if if you have people who uh, you know are, are really good at holding on to a vision, um, you know, uh, reminding themselves what they're working for, and are optimistic about the future, um, those speed bumps that they run into uh, seem small in perspective. And um, they're often optimistic that we're able to uh, solve for them and uh, move past them. Um, so those are really the type of people that we look for uh, as a, as a uh, generalization. And then if you, let's say, you look out 10, 15 years, um, and the four people have turned into 40 and to 400, you know, you're just like building a big company. Yeah. Um, what, what does it look like then? And you painted this slightly, but kind of want to give you permission to just go, you know, full big picture here. What is the, the big vision for, for pipe dream and kind of what direction are you rowing in every day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our really just as like a one sentence answer, our true North star is, is to bring about and accelerate, um, uh, hyper logistics, uh, um, and so 15 years, how, how I see us playing on that um, is uh, have, having a connection in any percent of, of homes and businesses um, and uh, really having a really good footprint um, in the U.S. So almost everyone can receive um, and send things uh, through the Pipe Dream Network. And then to make that happen, You'll, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need employees, you'll need customers, you'll need investors potentially. So, but you'll definitely need help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you is how can the listeners help? Are you looking for investors? Are you hiring? Are you looking for customers? How can the community assist? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the, the coolest things, uh, the coolest partnerships that we've made, um, uh, the, the biggest like, step changes for the company have just come from people who are like, I think this is a really cool idea um, and I want to help. And, and I love jumping on Zooms with people and just talking and, and brainstorming. Um, so if, if you're really interested in the idea and you just want to, um, if you have any ideas, hop in my Twitter DMs. Um, if you're interested uh, about underground logistics, like let's do a Zoom call. Um, I, that's really the best way uh, that people can help right now is just uh, uh, be a part of the mission. Great. And then if, uh, for the last question, if someone wanted to learn more about this, do you have a website? Can they, you said 
to DM you on Twitter? Where can they find you on Twitter? Do you have an email? How can people get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our website is pipedreamlabs.ca. And we have a biweekly newsletter that we send out. Um, so you'll be able to sign up for it there. Um, and we send out updates um, and a little more specific asks um, in that newsletter. Uh, and then also uh, look me up on Twitter. I'm the Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T, -T, Scott, S-C-O-T-T. -T. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising raising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.